Hi, hi, it's Ray. Technically from the future, as I'm recording this after this week's episode has already been recorded and edited, I just wanted to let you guys know that during this week's Fast Five, you might notice that you only hear about four topics. You'll just have to trust me when I say we did record five topics. However, one of those topics has evolved in the past 24 hours with some new information that kind of changes the circumstances of the event. Bree and I no longer feel comfortable covering this topic and just bringing more attention to it on the podcast, so we decided to just cut it. It's still a great pop culture-filled episode, just with a little less information than we originally intended to talk about. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy. Hi, hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Bree, and this is the R&B Podcast, a pop culture podcast where each week we wrap up the most recent pop culture events. Um, how are you doing, Bray? I am doing all right. It has been a long week, but it's an even longer weekend, so I'm excited about that. How about you? Um, I'm tired. I just traveled back to Michigan, and I am so unprepared. Luckily, I don't have classes until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to slash need to unpack tomorrow. <laughs> so what have we been doing today? <laughs> um, so I, I just actually found out about an internship, so I've been, I'm applying to that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like I've been okay. busy. <laughs> cool. We love to see it. Yeah, so that's like, but I'm also like, uh, I just need to like get my life together. Um, but like oddly this is the most time I think I've given myself between like coming back and the semester beginning so I feel like I'll get it done I believe in you I think it'll be fine yeah Yeah. well it's a new week kind of a slow week but we still got a couple things to talk about so how about we just jump right in alrighty All right, guys, now it is time for Fast Five, the segment where I take five of this week's most shocking headlines and read them to Brie for her immediate and quick responses. Are you ready, Bea? Mm-hmm. All righty. First and probably the most shocking on the list, Army Harer wants to cut off his girlfriend's toe and keep it in his pocket. See, so, (laughs) yeah, like, a couple of my friends were telling me about this. I don't remember what the first, she told me something else about um, Hammer before, but then my other friend was like, tell her about the cannibalism. So, like, I don't know what's really happening. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, on Twitter this week, which, uh, like, you know, and do our good journalism here. These are unverified um, direct messages, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, these aren't, like... Like, we just... I don't even know that they have, like, names at the top of them. Like, I don't know if she... Like, this girl is, like, trying to, like... There are basically 12 victims, right? Or victims, girlfriends, mistresses, however you want to place it. We're not mm-hmm. real sure. But basically... And there are some, you know 
pretty gruesome things in these messages along the lines of drinking blood, biting, um, holding a heart, holding their heart in his hand so that, but it's all kind of in this like hypersexual, um, I would say like BDSM kind of play uh, thing of ownership and, at, you know, like we've all been on the internet long enough to have, I think, seen things along these lines, especially any girls who had a Tumblr back in the day. Um, but the T is, is I think the internet is kind of split. Half of the internet, um, like Bella Thorne came out like two days ago and was like, are <laughs> y'all Bella serious? Thorne. <laughs> yeah, Bella Thorne is like, you know, like you guys can't be serious, right? Like, because part of me is like, okay, we just get these DMs and we're like, oh my gosh, he's a cannibal. Like, oh my gosh. You're like, it's like, that's what you run with. So that was one thing, especially because this man is going through a divorce. Like his kids are like, you know, there's a custody battle going on. Like mm-hmm. that's terrible stuff to have out there, you know? And then the other part of the internet is like, don't kink shame. So, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a spectrum out there. Yeah, I like honestly, I just like this is all very confusing. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I'm leaning more towards this man is not a cannibal, but you I know. mean, I'm assuming so. Like, I'm assuming he's not. Like, I mm-hmm. like, but I mean, you never really know. <laughs> T, you never know, and it's like, yeah, you know what? I think that's it. You never really know. <laughs> hard to hard to end there because I think a lot of people love ARMY but you never really know All right. (laughs) (laughs) but um, inaugural Black Bachelor Matt James is frustrated that viewers assume his winner slash potential fiance is white um so I actually did catch up with The Bachelor yesterday um Mm -hmm. I mean like I don't know. We kind of we talked a lot about it last week. I just I personally am not angry because I guess I'd be angry if I like had the opportunity to be surprised by the fact of him probably leaning towards a white woman. Uh-huh. Um but like I don't know why he's frustrated by it. Like he did yeah. say what he said. And I mean I I'm in the camp of like what he said was vague enough being like both sides have pressure blah 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 that like it gives them a tiny bit of leeway but it still alludes to what he means um granted it was before he met the girls and so like like him saying that kind of it is his own fault um but maybe he's frustrated because he doesn't choose a white woman and yeah We'll we'll see. I mean, I just think, like you said, I think you said what you said. Knowing implications were already out there, and now you want to be like, you guys are like he's basically he basically set himself up knowing that he was going to be frustrated, and then came out and was like, "I'm frustrated." And it's like you already knew this. Like, and, yeah. and I don't think anyone is attacking him about the fact that um, 
he potentially chooses a white woman. The thing is, is, is most people are kind of like they are with Tasha, where we assumed it. And so it's like, all right, go get your white girl. Like, it's not- there's actually, actually, I've seen a lot of TikToks that are like, are angry and like mad at him. So, like, I've seen TikToks that are saying, I'm not watching. No, but I've I haven't seen, seen like, any that's saying that they don't yeah, play here. I've seen full on like people doing like parts three, four of like why they're very mad about him saying what he did say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, yeah, there are people who are kind of attacking him. Okay. And like, but I mean, and so part of the issue too with Matt James is the fact that he's still like he's hasn't been on the show before. So like, the experience of being attacked is new to him. I mean, like, when I was watching last night, I was like, some of these angles of how he's sitting are so awkward. And it's like, oh, wait, he's never seen himself on the show, so he doesn't know what he looks like. Um, Like, stuff like that. So I feel like if he was already on the show prior to being Bachelor, like, these attacks, he'd probably be, like, more easily, like, roll them off his back. Um... And so, like, I all of this is very new to him. And I feel like he's not prepared at all for, like, how much pushback he's going to be getting the rest of the season. I can agree with that. Alrighty. Moving on. Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, and Megan Thee Stallion collab on a remix of 3435 from Ariana's latest album, Positions. Yeah, so I didn't really I listened to positions once um my experience with 34 35 prior to this was like the tiktoks um so I've only really heard clips of the song I mean it was a remix that happened I don't know I don't really have a good opinion about it because I didn't like I wasn't excited for it Uh when it was announced um and like it's just hard because I feel like every collab nowadays with like any female rapper gets so, 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 so hyped up. And I'm like, the standard needs to be Savage Remix. Like, we can't just be like, oh, this song's good and you just add some female rappers and now we're all going to hype it up again. I'm like, we need to make sure we're still getting quality remixes. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, how, like, remixes used to, like, actually be a remix, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it would actually, like, bring something different to the table, which I think, and I think that's really what we liked a lot about the Savage remix. So, um, when it pertains to this song in particular, I we all know who I am as an Ariana stan. I personally love Positions. I love the song 3435. I'm not going to lie, I wasn't excited to know that they would be taking out Ariana's Bridge because that's, like, my favorite part of that song. Uh-huh. Um, but I've, you know, expressed before, I think both Megan and Doja have made one of my Sorry Not Sorry's before. Like, I love all three of these women. So I personally was, like, excited. Um, but I was also kind of, like, scared because mm-hmm. I knew that you know, like, it, like I think a lot of people were like, okay, I know what Doja sounds like with Ariana. What is Megan going to sound like on this? Uh, I'm, I still prefer the original. I don't, I, I think, I think even Ariana and the ladies knew that it wasn't just like the most exciting thing ever because usually, you know, Ariana puts out teasers for like 
at least a week. She kind of did this the day before and was like, all right, here we go. And it's yeah. like, like, and, and like, even now she's not still promoting. Like, I feel like she very much knows when her fans are gravitating towards something and when they're not. Um, yeah. And so I just think 3435 was such a moment. The music video, like the choreo that she like had with it, like it was, it honestly, that song alone in that video probably took up like an entire week of her social media you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so and this song isn't getting the same treatment I think she knows that her fans aren't super excited about it and I think yeah it just it it was it was just okay and for the impact that song had like a week ago like that like a week-long impact that song had it needed to be better than a week ago for fans like me to not listen to the original over the remix like I was just like okay yeah I just like Oh, shoot. I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. I'll It may come back to me. It might not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we're going to move on <clears throat> because it is inauguration week. President-elect mm-hmm. Joe Biden will be t- will take office on January 20th. Um, basically, he has about a dozen executive orders that he's ready to sign as soon as he's inaugurated. And D.C. is looking like a war zone with approximately 20,000 National Guardsmen on hand. Yeah. Um, this inauguration came, like, I feel like it came by really slowly, but also, like, really fast. Like, I keep forgetting it's happening in a few days. Um, yeah. I mean, so some people, like, because I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it's still happening in person. But people are like, oh, no, I don't think so. But I was like, why would they be sending the National Guard out there if they weren't planning on, like, having Biden and Kamala, like, out there? Mm-hmm. But anyways, I honestly am more excited for the fact that, like, Gaga's doing the national anthem and Demi's performing at the after party. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a lineup, right? But I, just to clarify, the 20K are more so for um, any potential... Uh, protesting or rioting that might ensue. Um, it's also because President Trump has decided that he's going to have a send-off basically at the same exact time, which is kind of like, I'm going to have my 16th birthday at the same time you're having your 16th birthday just to see who's going to show up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just that kind of pettiness. So... There's gonna be there's gonna be a, a high demand for security, and yes, both Joe and and Kamala are gonna be there. And I believe that the only people that are gonna be there in person are like senators, um, co- basically Congress people, um, members of the cabinet, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's it. Like, should be small. But like some people were trying to say it. They're like, oh, it should be on Zoom. I was like uh what <laughs> i'm like no one said that like <laughs> yeah i mean i'm excited to see like what happens after inauguration like this next the week after um but like i just like i just know it's gonna be a stressful four years for him um i wish him to have a very like good presidency and like that's all i want for him <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm just more so worried for him because I know that, like, as soon as the inauguration is over, he has to get behind his desk and get to work. Yeah. Like, 
Well, like, that's the thing, too. He's, like, already probably so stressed. And, Mm -hmm. like, he has, because he, like, I don't know. Like, especially in recent history, like, no president had to enter the presidency in such a mess. Well, I mean, Obama adopted a recession, so. (laughs) Yeah, but there's a recession and a virus this time. And a lot of, like, social unrest. You're right. You're that's so right. what I mean. Like that's why. Like we thought Ob- Obama had it bad in '08, but like apparently, and it, it is worse. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> Spoke too soon. Yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see. I just want it to be the most peaceful day ever. Like, I hope that they have all those people there and nothing happens. Like that is best case scenario. Yeah. So I know that's like really best case. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all these people are kind of like, well, what do you expect to happen? And I'm like, nothing. I hope nothing happens. Yeah, I, I just want to be able to vibe during the after party and just be like, wow, what a great day. <laughs> That's tea. Let's hope that Stephanie gets up here. That's Gaga's real name. That let Ma'am, get up here and sing this national anthem. I, plain as a daisy, please. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> it, 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 people have tried to do way too much with it. And I feel it in my spirit that you might try and do a lot. You might try and cry. I, ma'am. <laughs> Gaga would do the most. <laughs> like, honestly, like, what is she going to wear? I hope a pantsuit. I'm feeling a pantsuit. I hope she looks composed. But, I mean, like, she's the type to, like, I don't, I honestly don't. Like, what she could wear whatever. We really don't know. She really could. And if, <laughs> which Gaga are you going to get? Yeah, that's the tea. We do not know a Gaga. Choose your fighter. Well, alrighty. That's going to wrap up our Fast Five. Alright, guys. So, this week, on January 12th, Netflix announced that for the year of 2021, they will be releasing a new movie every single week. Now, I think it'd be one thing if we could say, okay, yeah, like the Netflix movies that are like, you know, bad and kind of cheesy. However, these are some pretty huge stars. We have Regina King um, producing movies for Netflix. We have Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Melissa McCarthy. We have Olivia Octavia Spencer. Um, You know, these are big names, you know, and we're going to be getting a, a new movie every single week. What are your initial thoughts, Brie? So, like, at first I was, like, perplexed because I was, I I don't know. I guess it feels like that they have in the past released one movie a week or, like, or, like, if they weren't releasing a bunch of, like, it seemed like they were releasing, like, three to four movies a month in the past. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was confused because I was, like, haven't they been kind of doing this? Um, but then, like, I, like, yeah, then I, like, got deeper into it and I realized like that they're like trying to make like essentially films not just Netflix movie like these are like actually films that they're creating now yeah I guess I'm just more like waiting to see the quality of them actually though because I mean part of them are still like finishing up to all the boys like I love series are finishing up the kissing booth series so like those are like two of the movies included and then you have like movies I think like Jennifer Lawrence and I think Leo are supposed to be in a movie together. Yeah. Like, so it's like the range is like wild, which is kind of why. And it's like, I don't know. I don't fully trust Netflix yet. Yeah. I think the movie you're talking about, too, also has like Timothy Chalamet and Ariana Grande for some 
weird. Like, it's just like, how are you getting one? How are you getting all these people in one movie? I guess because Hollywood as a whole is not really releasing. And so these actors are like, if I'm going to work, it's going to be a streaming movie. And if they're going to be streamed, they may as well be, like you said, like cinema. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, it also just like the rise of Netflix is just really wild to watch, I guess. It's like, that's like, it's just, it's interesting that they feel that they are able to do this. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just hard because I like, I don't know how quality these, like these films are going to be. Cause it yeah. could very easily be like, we got all these stars and then it's kind of awful. Yeah, that's true. Like there could be a lot of like it could just be overwhelming, but at the same time, like like so like you said that movie. Like um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the Zendaya and John David Washington movie Malcolm and Marie. I know I heard about it though. I like I guess Zendaya pitched it. Is that what I was hearing? Yeah, Zendaya and Sam Levinson, which is the creator, writer, director of Euphoria. Yeah. So I mean, there like there's like high expectations on that, you know. Um, so I don't, I like, I don't really know how to react because on the one hand, it feels like I don't. It it, it feels like films are kind of being given the television treatment in a way that we're all like, oh yeah, like on like this week like this new movie like movie's gonna be dropping which is like i feel like it's taking away a bit of the excitement but at the same time you have to wonder how many of these films maybe were supposed to come out in 2020 or at the beginning of 2021 in theaters do you know what i mean and they made these big films and they made these like you know great films and like these pitches and these actors were already signed on and they were already willing to do the work. Or in some cases, maybe they had already done the work come like the beginning of 2020, end of 2019. And then there's no theatrical releases anywhere. And yeah. like basically, this article that I was reading is stating that for the first time since like 2007, the biggest box office hit of the year made less than $1 billion. And that sounds like ridiculous. But when you think about the cost of a movie, it's really kind of not, especially when you consider making more films off of that movie specifically. Um, So it's kind of, it's kind of it's kind of like like I said with a lot of things this year it's like a double-edged sword because on one hand it's like this is kind of killing movie theaters but on the other hand these movies needed to come out like who knows how many of these movies were on their way out and then like were stopped at the door and Netflix opened that door back up yeah I do I read like one article like they bought like a movie from like Disney and stuff like that so like that's another thing too. Like these all weren't like originally Netflix films, or like even created with like Netflix being connected to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they are Netflix m- movies, and that's like the interesting part about it. Where like, so I guess I shouldn't be that nervous about quality because like I trust Disney movies uh, most of the time, and so mm-hmm. like, 
uh, it's just like I don't know I'm kind of overwhelmed too because like 71 movies is like a lot I don't have time to like watch all those and I feel like like for whatever reason like most releases of Netflix get very hyped up and so Mm -hmm. it's like you kind of need to watch them to like because that's what people are talking about and like yeah because in the past like I didn't mind going to movie theaters once a week and like watching movies and like talking with about like about them with my friends and so like if these are like the only movies that are coming out like new movies are coming out consistently like I don't know I just like is that the same experience and that's why I kind of hate it yeah and even then like thinking about movies like with theatrical releases a lot of times like there'd be like one huge weekend in a month that like a lot of movies would drop and then we'd go see them like we'd go see them throughout the the month you know so it's like March 22nd is when like the big action film is dropping the rom-com is dropping the comedy is dropping like all those things are going to drop March 22nd and then we basically have you know until um, April 14th to watch all of them you know Mm mm-hmm so it didn't feel like you said, like uh, it like there was time to build tension in between the March releases and the April releases. I think for me, what I'm asking uh, myself is, how are they gonna hold that tension, you know, through a whole year? Like, are we going to parse out these films? That yeah, I, I think we can assume. Like, would you say? I just I just can't tell based off of the this like the sizzler sizzler or like trailer that they put out um, because it just seemed like there were so many stars so many movies like all of Hollywood I would say had like a hand in this year of Netflix films so it's hard to say whether they're going to do like okay yeah but only once a month there's going to be like a really big movie and then the rest are going to be like you know your Netflix films like you were saying um, the to all the boys and like kissing booth and stuff like that. Like there's no guarantee of that, that they're going to not drop. Like, I would say it's even fair to say that they may even drop like two quote unquote blockbusters a month. Yeah. And like another thing that I was like, as you were speaking, I was thinking about was like, you're saying how there was like the tension was built between those movies. Like, and people would still talk about those movies for like a month. But like Netflix, any most things that Netflix releases, like people talk about them for like one to two weeks max. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so like that's another thing is so weird. It's like the movies are almost devalued because like by the time like you are you and your friend group are done watching that one movie, there's already going to be one or two released again. Or yeah. like I assume that they're going to do what they usually do and drop most of the stuff like the first of the month. And so, like, I guess, like, there, that's how they can, like, build tension and excitement where you're kind of waiting for, like, the beginning mm-hmm. of the month for, like, the new content. But at the same time, again, like, y- it's not like that they can get as much buzz, I don't think, as they usually can. Yeah. Like, when they're, when they're as, like, the big things are sporadic, usually. Yeah. Like, and some things that we were talking about in my film classes this semester is, you know, how Netflix is kind of, like, like the app itself kind of functions like social media where like you're not getting like there are things on your for lack of better terms I'll say for you page that I don't have so like my Netflix account can look completely different like what's advertised for me the trailers that I see like as soon as I log in 
from like the next person. Whereas like if we're watching like a football game, we're all seeing the same trailers. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, are they going into this with like making Netflix more universal to try and get these films to be seen as as many by as many people as possible? Like, are they going to like kind of take away that social media aspect of the app? Are we going to start seeing more Netflix trailers on television? Like, what what's the route here to make sure that potentially these films are getting the attention that they deserve? Yeah, I'm assuming that they might add, like, a little section that's, like, kind of they already have, like, Netflix originals, like, as, like, a little tab that you can click. Mm-hmm. But, like, they added, like, the top ten. I could see them adding, like, another little like section below that that's kind of like the Netflix films like this month's releases or whatever so like that way like it's on everyone's like homepage and like you definitely like even if it didn't make the top 10 like trending you still like can see like what new Netflix movies came out mm-hmm. Um, because there's gonna be so many I feel like that will just be swept under the rug because like there won't be enough buzz around them when they are producing this much stuff mm-hmm I mean, in general, I'm excited, but I just, I I have so many questions, I guess. Just like, is this a Netflix push to potentially like start taking over when it comes to the Oscars? Like I know last year, um, I can't remember the movie specifically. I want to say, I know what the movie was. It was the one that had all the big stars, Al Pacino's Robert De Niro. Um, It was... uh, something about Irishmen, two Irishmen, or I think it's just called the Irishman actually, Mm -hmm. Uh, which great film loved it, but it was one of the only streaming movies that got Oscar buzz. I think it was nominated for like best actor, best picture, that kind of thing. And it was one of the first of its kind to get those kind of accolades. And so come the next Oscars, are we going to be looking at, you know, a bunch of, Amazon Prime movies. I know Regina King also just she's getting her bag everywhere. Shout yeah. out to her. <laughs> but like she just had a film released with Amazon um one night um in Miami uh that is getting a lot of buzz that just came out yesterday, I wanna say. Um then you have like a whole bunch of Netflix films. Like I haven't heard anything out of Hulu right now. Um, but I know that, you know, Apple is, is, you know, putting out a lot of, a lot of stuff that's getting picked up by the Emmys. So it's like, what are we going to be looking at come these next couple of years of awards? I know we were already talking about that. Like, what's going to be nominated? Who is so interesting? I feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel like they almost don't, they don't really focus on their original content as much as like the other ones do. And I don't know if it's because Hulu like, Amazon, you can get the stuff right away. But, like, Hulu, I think because they get all, like, any live, like, show that's happening on a network live, they get the episode the next day. So I don't know if that's still, like, the main focus of their platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if these other, like, network, like, if these other streaming services start to get, like, awards, maybe Hulu will start caring more about that stuff. I just feel like even, like, their original series and, like, like, even whenever, like, the Firefest came out, like, Netflix yeah. also had the Firefest, and everyone, I think, 
prefer the Netflix one. I mean, that was so long ago. I don't really remember. Yeah, it's just like, I feel like anytime Hulu tries to have like a big original content release, it just doesn't do what it needs to do. Yeah. Um, I like I like some of their original shows. I mean, yeah. we fell victim to a teacher. I personally watched uh, Harlots. Like... And everyone, like, not everyone. There's a lot of, like, talk about moms loving Handsmaid's Tales and stuff. Like, they've mm-hmm. had, a, like, a few, like, really standout shows that people really enjoy. Yep. But, like, I, I'm very curious. Like, it seems like, a, like, especially Netflix, like, they don't even really focus that much on getting other people's content as much anymore. Like, they have so many of their own series. And, like, now all these new movies that are going to be their own coming out. Um, yeah. Like, because, like, you think of all of the viewership that they had because they had all seasons of The Office. And, like, as of, well, they had Friends and The Office. HBO Max comes out. They take um, Friends. This they Peacock took Gossip app. Girl, too, I think. They did take Gossip Girl as well. Um, Peacock comes out. And all of The Office is over there. So it's like a lot of companies now, a lot of production companies are building their own streaming services so that they can take their own content and use it. And so I guess Netflix is saying we don't have, you know, age old content that uh, people like only know from us. So we have to build that. And I think that's honestly smart. Yeah. That's, but it's just like interesting to me because I'm like, Hulu and Netflix kind of, like, start streaming around the same time. And they always were different. Like, Netflix always had, like, the seasons after they were airing where Hulu had the stuff that was currently airing. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, I just am very interested in how they've, like, since are so different now. And, like, I'm very curious if Hulu will start trying to, like, do more of, like, original content and, like, trying to make it quality or, like, because I'm, like... It doesn't make sense to me how the shows are getting taken off of Netflix, but, like, there are, like, other, you could go on to all these websites, like, ABC, NBC, and if you, like, log in with your, like, TV provider, you can watch their stuff live and, like, the next day, but yet they're still on Hulu, so it's, like, people don't have to buy a TV, pro- like, have to have, like, the cable television to watch them, they can just buy Hulu to watch stuff, and people prefer to just watch it the next day sometimes, so I don't know. I guess I'm just, I am like very, I'm now curious, I guess, in the politics of like how Netflix had to essentially become their own entity and Hulu is still kind of the same. Yeah. I mean, I, I got you, especially when you consider like a lot of times I'll record things just so I don't have to sit through the Hulu commercials. But it's like when ABC was having that whole like dispute with AT&T, like, Mm-hmm. I want to say like a month oh yeah I forgot you telling me about that and I was yeah. like what <laughs> yeah so like granted I guess for some reason like we were justifying having both Hulu and Netflix for a long time and like no one just ever questioned it but it never really came in handy until that happened and I couldn't watch The Bachelor live and so I had to wait until it came on to Hulu um, but I think you're right other than that it's like other than that appeal of like next day watching i don't know really why people would have both um cable and hulu but yeah who you know i think the point is it's like netflix is really this i think this move is going to change not only the movie industry and how we consume films it's really going to change um like the streaming 
like platforms completely so like I do see it because of how Netflix changed television I do see it kind of maybe changing movies and since the people are going to want new 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 really fast and conveniently um that like as much as because we really don't think the HBO like not HBO Max was it HBO Max yes Mm -hmm. that are releasing all their like movies that are supposed to air in in theaters on they're airing at the same time yeah, as much as we thought that wasn't going to change anything, I feel like this Netflix thing could change things. Yeah, I I really agree with that. Because, um, like, even to your point, I think both Hulu and I think HBO Max is trying to do it right now, where they're still, like, when they, with their series, they're still dropping only one episode a week, right? Yes, yeah. But with, like... Netflix I'm pretty sure they tried that with I can't remember which show it was maybe it was like or or it's when they did the reality shows right so like the circle and like um I can't remember whatever that other one that was too hot to handle was too hot to handle yeah or not not too hot yeah I was uh, like love is blind love is blind yes where basically they drop like three episodes at a time and then you'd have to wait till next week and like Granted, like, I feel like with with both Hulu and HBO Max, people are kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we'll just wait till next week. But there's such, you know, productions and they're like, I think they are more traditional TV shows mm-hmm. that people don't mind watching because they can, like, there's enough there to, like, chew on it until the next episode comes out. When Netflix tried to do that, everyone hate, like, visceral reaction. <laughs> <laughs> visceral reaction. Even though they were dropping three episodes at a time. So, yeah, I think they really are kind of, like, leading this charge into just over-consumerism. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Ugh, I I don't want them to, like, I don't want the movie industry to change because of Netflix. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I think this is going to be a bigger impact than... Um, than HBO Max, I agree with you because even with the whole like um, Wonder Woman thing, like because that was like the first movie to really like have us see it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue was when no one really liked that movie, so like I don't think we're gonna have like a good test of um, how HBO Max is really going to affect the industry until we see one of their movies that like people are really really excited about and actually really like cling on to and love like Mm -hmm. come out at the same time as the theatrical release so I think it's still like jury's still out there but I think just like looking for near future I think Netflix can really do you know some damage yeah well I'm excited though. <laughs> I, I know I we're gonna be watching. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I will be tuning into a lot of these. I think because honestly, like I like will just want to add to like my weekly routine. Like, okay, like watch like the Netflix release or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, I mean, like, some of them are you know like I think there's like that anim- that animated like Shaun the Sheep coming out. You know, like there's some movies that it's like you're not gonna want to sit down and watch this. But yeah. like, yeah. But with like seventy-one movies, like I'm bound to like at least a dozen of them. True. <laughs> and Twelve <laughs> weeks is a is about what twenty percent. 
Oh, that's yeah. not about physics. That is, I, yeah, it's math. <laughs> I mean, I just agreed. I didn't, I didn't even try to attempt it. I was like, yep, twenty percent. It's about one fifth out of fifty-two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like that's like a like yeah, because twelve movies that's three months. So, um, but like that's the thing. It's like it'll give me something to do. Like when I like there is free time that I get bored and have to do something. That is something very convenient about Netflix releasing so much. Like it's smart. <laughs> It's smart. It's the move, especially since it seems like we're not going to be getting out of quarantine anytime soon, or we shouldn't be getting out of quarantine anytime soon. Um, uh, President-elect Joe Biden says that for the first 100 days of his presidency, he's going to be enacting, you know, uh, a mask challenge and encouraging people to stay at home. Um, But at the same time, we're looking at about potentially having... 500,000 deaths in the U.S. alone from COVID-19 by the middle of February. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at those numbers and you look at the fact that we're in the, we're at about 400,000 right now, we are in the middle of January and looking forward to within the next month, literally the next month, at the rate that we're going, 100,000 people could die. So, is it a necessary move? I really do think so. Yeah. And you're right, like, earlier about how some of these were probably supposed to be released, and they just need to be released, and Netflix bought them, so. Yeah, because we talked about that, you know, last week, where it's like, um, we can't clog up Christmas. We can't clog up Fourth of July, like, all these movies that have to come out at this way, you know? So, so in this in this format, you know, all these movies are going to get seen. And um, I think that it's, you know, every week can be the 4th of July. Every week can be Christmas <laughs> when it's Netflix. So Yeah, that's true. We'll see. All right, guys, it is time for Sorry Not Sorry's. It's our special part of of the podcast where we get to share our opinions, however unpopular they are, what we're liking, what we're not liking, and why we're not sorry about it. So, Brie? So, I was, like, trying to think really hard about what I was going to do for Sorry Not Sorry this week. Um, Because, like, not much really happened. Um, and then, like, I was talking to my college friends since I just got back, and they were like, SMH, every time you go off on break, you, like, start standing another K-pop group. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I should highlight one of the new K-pop groups I like. I'm sorry, not sorry. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so I was going to talk about the rookie group and Hyphen, um, but mainly because, so, like, and Hyphen started on, like, a Korean, like, uh, boy group, like, survival competition, and when I say this is one of the best reality competitions I've ever watched, I, like, truly mean it. I mean, I had a lot of issues with it because the ish- main issue is because of how these K-pop groups work is that they recruit, like, a lot of minors. And so, like, this show is very intense for them because it's, like, literally their livelihood that they're competing for. But, like, the talent was, like, the most talent I've ever seen on a singing competition, for real. Um, and, like, anyways... These boys are adorable and hyphen. They have some bops, like Let Me In and Given or Taken. Um, they're very, very talented. And I'm just really excited because, like, I've never seen a group from, like, their, like, debut era 
on. So like, I'm like, I can't wait to see how they grow. Um, but also, I think American reality TV comps should step their game up. <laughs> so yeah, that's my story. Not sorry. <laughs> Ooh, a little recommendation. I can't say I'm going to take it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly should send you links to like the reality show. Um, yeah, I am intrigued by that because like, yeah. especially if you say that like, like coming from you, like the uh, reality competition show connoisseur, like. <laughs> Especially too, but also because it showed like it's showing a part of a training period for like the K-pop groups, and so I think because like I've tried to explain it to you, and like it doesn't really make sense. So like you might hate it because like they're not, and honestly, this one of the like this reality show is like some of the best treatment that trainees could get, like their living situation and stuff. But Mm -hmm. like you'll see like how they like literally grind dancing and singing for like eighteen hours a day for like weeks um yeah yeah but so I mean, oh you can i go. remember watching like american idol and they were like sleeping on like a conference room floor <laughs> trying yeah. to put together like you know some like group uh performances and they're not even a group you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the people they don't like like they have like it's like it's just like putting them in high stress situations to kind of like build a survivor like situation so yeah it well, seems like that's so that's the difference with this one. They put them in like the nicest accommodations. Uh, but yeah, anyways, Island's really great and Hyphen's really great. I'm obsessed um, and I love them so much. So yeah. <laughs> well, that's a G. <laughs> but what's your sorry, not sorry? My sorry, not sorry is a solemn one this week. Only because as I was doing like my analysis of 3435, my mm-hmm. like, um, you know, my new music, you know, going through and like really seeing what I'm listening to, what I'm not listening to, like putting together my playlist for the month and, and things. Mm-hmm. I am coming to realize that Megan may not be everything that I want. She's not giving me everything that I want her to give right now. That makes me sad for you. I know. I love her. And granted, I still love her. That is my girl. Like, I I will at least listen to everything that she puts out. Like, and but granted, her last album, Good News, like, I can honestly say there may be, like, four or five songs that I, like, genuinely like and listen to. And the rest of it, I'm kind of like, okay. Um... I just, like, and her performances are so great. She's, you know, like, she's got really great lyricism and stuff. And it's, like, I just want excellence. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like there are too many people out there that are doing it, like, that are doing what she's doing. If, like, at the same level, if not at the same level, just, just well enough with a little bit more, like, diversity to it that, I end up listening to that more. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like, I I love Megan. I will always love Megan. And, and just to put it out there, I was listening to Megan long before a yeah, lot you of were. people. Yeah, I remember that. Were, <laughs> were like really into her. So like, it's like, so like, it, I felt like I was kind of dragging people along. Like, yes, yes, Megan, come on. Let's, let's all listen to Megan. Like she's doing great, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got here and she was kind of like, 
all right, cool. Like I did it and I graduated college and I'm doing good. And it's like, yes, baby. But like, I want, I don't want, I don't just want consistency from you. I want, you know, I want better or I want a little bit more. And I'm realizing now that I wasn't giving Nikki the flowers that she deserved. Um, <laughs> Only because I do look at her discography and I do look at, like, I I just listen to her flows and I listen to, you know, older stuff, newer stuff, like, all her collabs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing that, you know, I know my Nikki almost equally to how much I know Megan, you know? Like, you can pretty much give me any bar and I'm with you. So... One, I didn't realize that about myself. I didn't think I was that much of a barb, but I don't think I'm even a barb. I think I just respect her, you know? And what I have to do now is respect the diversity that she brings to the table, how whenever she's on a track, she is the best person on that track, mm-hmm. regardless of who. Like, she bodied Rick Ross, Jay-Z, and Kanye West, and she didn't even have an album out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you gotta give her those props and like where we're standing right now Megan isn't like in that conversation like she's she's not she's not posing much of a threat right now given what we've been given thus far uh, I'm not disappointed and I'm obviously going to continue listening and I'm going to continue rooting for her but like baby we're rooting for you what are, what are we trying to do here? Where are we? What are we trying to compete? Where are we trying to compete? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It just it just is. It is what it is. It is what it is. But all right, guys. I think it's gonna wrap up our episode of R and B for this week. If you can like, do it. If you can share, do it. If you can subscribe do it be out here in these streets for us because we are trying to be out here in these streets for you guys and as always thanks for listening bye